think someone else is living my life. Written by Gina SFFS. I really don't know where else I can try to explain this. I feel like I'm going crazy or maybe I'm losing my mind or memory. And no, dementia doesn't run in my family. Because what other explanation is there? I'm a 32-year-old female. And I've been having multiple instances where people tell me they talk to me when I can't remember that ever happening. At first, my husband and I thought I was just forgetting things. You know, little things, because it started with one of the other moms in the neighborhood asking me why I didn't bring any cups or napkins for the monthly get-together in our neighborhood. I told her I didn't know I was supposed to bring cups, just that my husband was told to bring sodas, and that's what we did. She said that we had seen each other at the grocery store and she mentioned it to me, but I honestly didn't remember that conversation at all. My husband and I sheepishly apologized and We figured I just didn't listen well enough and it was my own fault. Not a big deal, you know, people forget things. And then at work, which I'm a teacher at our town's only middle school, one of my students asked me, why weren't there any pizzas when the class arrived for the fourth period? I thought he was just being silly, so I said, uh, because lunch isn't until six period. But... The whole class was starting to get antsy when I just continued with the lesson. I finally asked why no one was paying attention and another student of mine said that they were waiting for the pizza. I asked, what pizza? Because this was the first time I was hearing about it. But the class told me that on Monday, I had promised a pizza party for them on Friday if they all turned in their notebooks which they did. Now, this is what really confused me because that Monday, that Monday, I had missed fourth and fifth period due to a mess in the teacher's lounge. You know, coffee was spilled and I had to quickly rush home to clean up and change, which my principal allowed, and my boss told me that he'd sent a substitute to cover me for the moment. I was never in my classroom that fourth period, so how did all my students remember that I promised a party? I told the kids that the sub might have said it and not me, and I wasn't aware. And of course, this really upset them all. But what else could I do? I never said that. But all the students swore that I was in class that day, and I had, in fact, promised. Now, more situations like this kept happening, but I didn't really take it too seriously until it started getting weirder and more personal. It didn't stop at conversations I was never part of, either. There was one night where my husband was grumbling about cold water in the shower, and hair in the drain. So I asked him why he showered in cold water, and this really seemed to annoy him. 
like it was a choice? You spent like an hour in the shower, and you didn't pull your hair from the drain when you got out. He snapped at me. What are you talking about? I haven't showered yet. I said, because I really hadn't. I was going to shower in the morning. Well, the, the hair in the drain is yours. And I heard the water running for an hour when I passed by the restroom. And I know it wasn't Charlie. Of course it wasn't Charlie. I was downstairs with him this whole afternoon. Charlie was our five-year-old son. Our only son. My husband was so annoyed that he didn't really say anything else. And I can tell he wasn't satisfied with my answer. Now in hindsight, this should have been a much bigger red flag to me about this whole situation. But I chalked it up to my husband just being a little distracted. Now another time, I woke up on a Saturday and went to the kitchen to make my morning coffee. But there was already a pot that had been made. My husband doesn't drink coffee, and obviously my five-year-old didn't make it. Maybe I made it last night and forgot to throw out the leftovers, right? But the coffee was still hot, and that made me feel very concerned. But I stamped down any alarms going off in my head and made my toast. Now, I make my toast in a very specific way, where I make three pieces with butter and one smear of peanut butter, one of strawberry jam, and one of Nutella all on the side of the plate so I could dip my toast. I know it, it's not practical, but I like it this way, and my husband has always found it a bit strange. Whenever I've asked him to make my toast, he puts the condiments on the bread, which doesn't bother me. Well, I took my toast upstairs to my room, where I could watch the morning news in my bedroom, and there was already a plate of half-eaten toast on my nightstand. I felt sick seeing it. I knew for a fact that my husband didn't make it, nor did he make the coffee, because he was still sleeping. I had to be losing my memory, and it terrified me. I decided that I would start writing down my daily activities so I could keep better track of what was going on, and aside from a few people in my life claiming to have conversations with me, which I wasn't able to remember, things seemed to be getting a little better, until two weeks ago. My husband got home from work and I was on the couch watching TV. You guys back already? Back from what? I asked. When I had gotten home, I fed Charlie and I played with him for a bit until he fell asleep. I left his room, went to the restroom, and went to the living room to watch TV. The park. You told me last night you were taking Charlie. I sighed, frustrated that my memory kept slipping. I must have promised to take Charlie and forgot. No, we didn't go to the park. He's sleeping right now. My husband went to check on Charlie, but he immediately came back. Where's he sleeping? His room? No, 
I didn't see Charlie sleeping in there. My blood turns cold. I never heard him get up. And I knew for a fact that I had put him to sleep there an hour ago. We both started screaming his name, searching the entire house for him. But we couldn't find him. I started crying as I looked for him because we had never had a situation where we lost our son. My husband, in a panicked voice, said that maybe Charlie had gone to the park without me. The park was right next to our neighborhood, only a 10 minute walk, so it wasn't impossible. We took off running towards the park and I cried harder when I saw Charlie waiting for his turn to get on the slide. My husband grabbed him and started to inspect him for any harm, asking him why he left the house all by himself. I didn't. Mommy brought me. There mommy is, he said innocently, waving at me with a small smile. I shook my head. No baby, I put you down for a nap. You came by yourself. No, I was going to sleep, but you came back from going to pee and we walked. Charlie explained this like it was obvious, like I should have known. A neighbor of mine must have overheard and joined in on the conversation with, Yeah, I saw you guys walking over and I decided to bring my girls over too. We were chatting on the bench a little while ago. What? I breathed, my mind racing. I hadn't been to the park all day, and yet my own son was claiming that we walked over there together. This was really the first time the thought that there was someone else pretending to be me, someone acting in my place in town and at my job came to mind. And if that wasn't scary enough, that means whoever it was was in my house with my son. She had taken my son. Either I was actually losing my mind or someone else was living as me. Later that night, I told my husband my thoughts after we had calmed down over the whole park incident and he didn't know what to think. In a quiet voice, he mentioned that some of his coworkers had said they thought they had seen me at a bar close to where they worked. And it was the bar where their company would go after work to unwind. He said they saw me drinking and having a good time, even getting a little flirty with some of the patrons there. He told me that he knew it wasn't me, because I had a drinking problem in my 20s and I've been sober for over nine years. And he figured it was just someone with a similar face. And that's when I cried again. I couldn't help it. This wasn't normal. It wasn't like people around town were saying that they saw someone that looked like me. This was someone else pretending to actually be me. What do you want? I remember gasping out between my sobs. My husband just held me, but I don't think he could understand what it felt like. The next day, he installed cameras in and out of the house, 
and I was obsessed to the second I had access to the footage. I stayed in my room for three days, missing work, just to stare down the grainy footage for a glimpse of the other person. And I didn't see much except for my husband and son continuing life as normally. So on day four, I finally showered and got ready for work. I kissed my husband goodbye and went to work. And since I had been gone without even calling in, I had a lot of work to catch up once the students went home, so I didn't finish until about 6.30 p.m. Usually I'd get home at 4 o'clock. And when I did get home, Charlie was watching TV and having a snack. Hey buddy, where's daddy? I asked as I set my stuff down. Upstairs, he said absentmindedly, his eyes glued to the TV. And I locked the door and went up to our room, wondering why my husband left Charlie all alone. And I know he was fine, but still, he's only five years old and I didn't like leaving him all by himself for too long. So when I opened the door, my husband was naked on the bed, his eyes closed and a blissful smile on his face. I quickly closed the door behind me and walked up to him. What's with the birthday suit stud? I joked, lightly poking him on the stomach. His skin felt flushed. Sleepily, he opened his eyes to smile at me. Don't act coy, babe. Why'd you get all dressed? Are we going somewhere? I blinked. Huh? I didn't get dressed. I just got home. And at this point, my husband sat up a bit straighter, his eyes flittering from me to the closed restroom door. No, you're joking, right? Babe, you've been here since four. The pit in my stomach was growing and growing fast. I shook my head slowly, my breathing becoming a bit more jagged. I started feeling lightheaded and my husband was getting pale. Babe, I got home and you were here. You put Charlie to watch some cartoons and we started fooling around. You said you were sorry for being so paranoid lately. He sounded like he was begging me to confirm with his words, but I couldn't. We both looked at the restroom door. After sex, I always wanted to freshen up in our restroom right after. And she was in there. I stumbled back, my hand reaching out for my husband, and he held it. The tight filling in my chest started to burn. My whole body felt overstimulated and I couldn't breathe. How, how long ago did she go in there? I whispered. 15 minutes. And finally, on shaky feet, my husband stood and urged me to hand him the bat under our bed. He inched 
towards the door. His shaky breathing, the only sound in the room. And I could barely hear it over my own heartbeat pounding in my ears. He swung the door open and I screamed. But the room, the room was empty. I panted heavily, my blood filling like acid inside of me. Everything hurt when we looked around inside. There was some water on the counter like she had been washing her face. The hand towel was damp and my lotion bottle was open. I felt cold air on my back as I turned to see our restroom window open. And it was a small one, usually only opened when one of us needed to let some air out when we went number two. She would have had to have shimmy her way out of there and if she was my exact double, it would have been a very tight squeeze. Sure enough, when my husband got closer to close the window and lock it, he said the paneling felt loose, like she had busted it in her escape. I held my husband while he cried, and I couldn't imagine how violated he felt. This was just so much to take in. We checked the cameras that night, with Charlie sleeping between us on our bed. I didn't feel safe without him in our sight. And the footage was horrible. I saw myself come through the door, but it obviously wasn't me. And she put her fucking hands on my son. And I had to clap a hand over my mouth to keep myself quiet, to avoid waking Charlie. And she held him in the living room, on her hip and kissed his little sweet face. And even writing this now, my, my hands are shaking just thinking about this imposter in our house with my baby. We quickly fast forwarded the footage of her in my bed with my husband. And he cried a little watching it. And of course it made me feel sick. She was just like you felt just like you and I couldn't tell the difference he whispered in a broken voice and there was no camera in the bathroom I wish I could say that there was something I saw in the footage that showed me that this woman was clearly an imposter but the fact is there wasn't she moved with my exact same mannerisms she comforted my son exactly how I did, and she looked exactly like me. Clearly down to my exact body and voice, since my husband couldn't tell a difference. She had to have been watching me for a long time to be able to mimic me to a T. This week, I haven't left the house. My husband has gone to work and he tells me how unsafe he feels. He can't leave the house without looking over his shoulder. We tried filing a police report, but with no evidence, they didn't do much. They took the footage and our statements, but we haven't heard back. And I wouldn't be surprised if they think it's a joke since 
The woman looked exactly like me. My husband was at work and I was on the couch downstairs typing up a lesson plan for my substitute. I can't go back to work. I can't do anything without feeling like that other woman was going to do something sinister now that she knows that I know for sure now. Charlie came running down the stairs, a big smile on his face, and I smiled back at him and he immediately froze, his joy sliding right off his expression, replacing it with confusion. He looked at me with these big, glossy green eyes before he squinted suspiciously. How did you beat me? What do you mean, baby? I asked, tilting my head to a side. We were playing upstairs and you told me I can get a juice. How did you beat me here? I had to fight the bile that rose in my throat. It felt like gravity had just stopped working and everything was weighing down on my shoulders. I realized I was shaking. Charlie, baby, come here, come sit with mommy. I heard myself say. My voice was rough in my mouth, like sandpaper. And I didn't even feel Charlie as he bundled over. My body was numb. I wanted to flee. I wanted to call 911. But my purse is upstairs and my keys are inside. And my phone is charging too. And I'm begging you guys for help, please. I don't know what to do. I can hear her now. And she's calling for Charlie, asking for him to come upstairs. And she, sh and she sounds just like me. I'm so, so scared shitless right now. And I'm starting to shake like a fucking chihuahua. I hear her footsteps up there. And she's definitely in the house. Please fucking help us. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.